I mean, that's going to give you all of an eighth of an inch. Trust me, that makes all the difference. <laughs> is back on the air you motherfuckers you thought you got rid of me but you failed again because i am here and i've not given up yet i brought my coterie with me my cohorts co-hosts cohorts Mm -hmm. my entourage miss monica Mm -hmm. is in the house i'm here what's up baby doll not much not much well a lot lot, we don't need to go into all that you don't want to get into the the medicals and the uh the people falling apart the yeah, okay. Just a quick sit rep. Is everybody still alive? Everyone's still alive. Okay, I'm happy with that. Yeah. I'm very happy with that. We'll just leave it at that. So Yeah, far. that's good. You still have a job? Still have it? Oh, my God. Okay. Beyond a job. Beyond a job, she says. Yeah, meaning lots of overtime. Too much job. Oh, too much job. But I need to borrow some money. <laughs> <laughs> work all you can. Yeah, work all. On loan from the I Hate Your Face podcast, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Jason Harrell, Padded Room alumni, has joined us this evening. J-Bo, what's up, big dog? Oh, just loving the uh, humor that's kicking off in here tonight. (laughs) You madcap you. Woo! I am on fire tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I remember my first beer. Woo! (laughs) What's going on? It's been forever since we've seen or heard from you, sir. What's, What's new? Anything? Uh, not a lot. I assume no, you're still cleaning up from Halloween. Your 2020 uh, sucked just as much as, as the rest of us. I, I did. It actually hasn't changed our lifestyle whatsoever. Well, that's good. Rarely leave the house. Right. Got me out of a wedding or two. I love that. Me too. Oh, that's my favorite. <laughs> um, I hate fucking weddings. Uh, it's got it. me working from home half the time. So, yeah, it's working out fine for me. How do you like working from home? Uh, there's there's definitely, it's mostly good, sometimes it's inconvenient. I was going to say, I feel like that would be a blessing and a curse at the same time, because while it would be cool to work from home, there are things in my home that I need to get away from for a while. At least, you know, I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to move out or anything, but there are, I need a time out from myself every now and then, and my Unders- home life. Understandable. You know what I mean? It's the, dude, I got weird <laughs> Why smells. Why do you think it's been so long since I've been here? I don't blame you. I don't blame <laughs> you for once. I got weird smells going on in here. I don't know where they're coming from or what they are. I got to get the fuck out of here, dude, for reals. <laughs> Glad to be back, though. Glad to have you, my friend, and thank you for joining me. Uh, we have the usual shit show to get into here, inmates. We got horror news, listener mail, all the usual shenanigans. I might show a butt cheek in this episode. I might. If I can be properly plied with uh, Zima and um, other forms of alcohol. Do they still make Zima? Can you buy that? I don't think you can. I think 
I think they, they still sell it, it in like Mexico or something. Oh, you gotta go to Mexico to get it. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck me. No, actually, I think I saw it at Walmart. Yeah, really? I think they yeah. brought it back for a time or something. I was gonna that you that was the high school panty dropper, the Zima. Uh, I'll look for you. It's, yeah. it's basically uh, a hard sprite. Just because it's retro doesn't mean it's good. I'm not saying it was good, but it could it, it could get you in the pants of a young lady pretty quick. Yeah, in 2018, they made a limited release. And that was it? That so was it's it. probably long gone by now. It was three beers. <laughs> Too many. <laughs> That's right. One statutory rape case. Yeah, you only had 2018 done. to buy it. Well, shit. All right. Sorry. All right. Back to the Se- right, well, Seagram's coolers. Fucking fuck. How about a hard seltzer, sweetie? You'll love it. Horror news time. Horror news. Booyah. (laughs) Monica, what do you got for us? I hope I didn't get anybody else's news. Okay, so I'm very excited about a new ocean movie. The Reef Part 2 is coming. Oh, (laughs) all right. I'm into it. I was excited for that one. You you liked the Um, reef, did you? I liked it. I liked it the first time I saw it. The second time, I I can't. What the fuck happened to the boat? Is the question that I have. And it's never addressed or answered. We're sailing along. It's a beautiful day. Everything's 100% cool. Boom. Oh, did we hit something? We're all fucking upside down for some reason. Oh, I guess that's just how this this is going to go. We're, I don't know. Well, what you don't need to know anything I, else. I, I would at least like some dialogue. Whoa, did you see that fucking wave? It came out of nowhere. No, nothing. Just up, upside down. Better start swimming. That way. Oh, God. I don't know, man. Um, I did read, so it's going to be shooting in Australia, of course. Of course. And um, they said it's going to be about two sisters go to the Pacific Islands kayaking and diving sounds why about why right. yeah. are well, you kayaking in the ocean because why? why sure sure i better hear shrimp on the barbie said at least three times just to piss off tim <laughs> absolutely and i would also like somebody to present a comically oversized knife and <laughs> compare it to my knife that's not a knife <laughs> Uh, you know, I've been on a Australian kick. I've been watching Australian movies oh, all week. Oh, Tim would roundhouse you. He, hate, <laughs> he, he, I don't. For the life of me, I don't understand. Well, I, I understand his logic. He hates Australian films because he, he said that they uh, like go way overbo, over, overboard on the Australian accent on all of them. To include Mad Max, which, in my humble hmm. opinion, should be a national treasure. For Australia, but that's how he—that's how Mel Gibson talks. So, what? I—I I, I guess we all hate where we live all the time. We yeah. wish we were somewhere else. Absolutely. I wish I was over there. He wishes he was in America. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, uh, there is a new. Well, we've had this discussion. Gremlins three. Oh well, thank heavens. Yeah. The script has been written. I've um, heard some things. It's three yeah. pages. It says yeah. gremlins are there. They're mogwai. Something gets wet. Something gets fed. Death ensues. <laughs> but the, yeah. These gremlins are going to be dark. And no CGI either. And That's ha- what I heard. And half yeah. robotic like Belial. 
Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, clay, <laughs> little claymation, stop motion. And animation. now I can't remember if I'm mixing it up with the new Predator. There's mm-hmm. some license, licensing issues going on. That's what that's with, what I heard too. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, why? Just let it be, dude. What what, what are we what are we on like? Probably about forty years, uh, like thirty-five <laughs> years, give or take, since the last Gremlins movie. Yeah. Who, who is fiending for more Gremlins? Me. This you realize this is probably going straight to the Sci-Fi Channel. <laughs> it's true. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I would love to see a Gremlins horror film in which somebody actually dies, and I don't just mean an old lady getting shot out of her. Uh, <sighs> With the weird stare apparatus. Well, if it was R-rated this time. It's not going to be R-rated. I know. There's too many millennials. That's right. And they don't want to get upset. Cute. I know. I know. Those gremlins will have a trigger warning on it. <laughs> I'm still excited to see that. Okay. I've and, got high hopes for you. And I don't really know anything. I just was reading today that there's a new predator that was supposed to be a surprise. I've got, I've got some news on that. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. All right. All right. That's all I got. Jay? I figured you guys covered it all, so I only have one exciting Ooh. little bit of information okay. that three people out there will be delighted to hear. For Cyber Monday... Streaming 24 hours, non-stop, Chopping Mall. Woo! <laughs> oh, my God. It'll be, uh, it'll be streaming on Shout Factory's uh, streaming site. Wow. Yeah, 24 hours, you know, to celebrate capitalism and commercialization. I love them both. I love them both dearly. I'm a big fan. Two of my favorite things. Uh, the, uh, the only other thing, since I figured you guys had all the, the main things, was uh, some Blu-ray releases that came out the day. Mad Max. Okay. Like are we talking, talking about original or uh, uh, This is going to be uh, Blu-ray of 4K. Um, so it's 4K releases today. So the original Mad Max. Yes, original okay. Mad Max. Very cool. Sorry. Uh, Train to Busan, Peninsula. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's out today. December 1st, the Blade 4K and Steelbook. I know you don't do the Steelbook things. I don't care. Uh, yeah, I know you don't. Uh, you just buy every $4 Blu-ray that you can That's buy. That's exactly right. They're $4. Uh, the Rental? I didn't even know this was a movie till I was reading oh, it. Oh, that's so a good one. I wanted to mention it because I don't know anything about this movie. Oh, it's pretty good. It, had a, it had a pretty decent rating. It, it was uh, like a, I don't know, five and a half on IMDb, which, you know, for horrors, <laughs> decent. Yeah. It might have been close to a six. Yeah. Uh, but um, not James Franco. Um, Franco. Dave Franco? The brother. The brother. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. other Franco. The, those Franco. The lesser Franco. <laughs> uh, and Never Hike in the Snow. Heard, now, it, heard anything? I have. So, and it sound, I haven't. I've, I saw I Never Hike Alone. I not it yet. So it's three months prior to the events in Never Hike Alone. Uh, it follows the strange dis- disappearance of Mark Hill, a Crystal Lake resident, uh, who went for a hike in the dead of winter and never came home. But uh, it's actually to be released December 1st on Blu-ray. I like it. I don't, I like it. The I first don't, one was a YouTube sensation. I don't understand how this guy can Put release out. any kind of Friday the 13th based anything when people can't even release a full-fledged video no, game. The game servers are being shut down as we speak. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I don't know, man. Now that I think about it. You Ain't that think, weird? You would think that would be like a licensing infringement of some sort. The first one went straight to YouTube, and I don't think he made any money off of that one. And I think that's how he yeah, got around it. was around just like it. fan fiction. Yeah, I think that's how he got around the licensing thing. I mean, but m- this one may, it's, maybe it's sold in the guise of parody. Uh, I'm not sure, but I, I have no idea. I don't. I'm not sure. In maybe maybe Jason is called Steve. 
In which case, I'll be releasing my Phantasm parody uh, feature, featuring the Fall Man and his floating uh, hexagons. Ooh, I'm sold. <laughs> Got it. Oh, now, if it was the, it. F- the Fall Guy, that, well, no, 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 that'd be even better. I don't want to uh, step on anybody's toes or anything. Is that all you got there, Jabo? Yeah, but how about uh, this Predator talk? This new Predator movie. Mm-hmm. Are you guys ready for another Predator movie? Yes. Did you see the last one? Yes. It was terrible. It was well, terrible. I liked it. What did you like? What could you like about that one? I thought it was okay. The only part I didn't appreciate was that the, the goddamn Incredible Hulk predator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like eight foot tall. That was ridiculous. That man. was my only issue with it. Yeah, it was, was like he was like a pumped up predator. And it was it was all CGI too, and not even that good. It's the only one I've. It's the only one in the whole series I've not seen. But so you don't just, want it. You don't well, want it. that's because that's what I what I heard was. Imagine I didn't if, need to see it. Imagine if you will a Predator movie made to fit into the Marvel universe, full of witty one liners and little throwbacks to. Well, yeah, the cast ruined it. I, I, the cast was the Thomas Jane. Uh, what's his name? No, the uh, other guy. That uh, guy. Yeah. The, yeah. That guy. What the fuck is his Jordan name? Jordan Peele. Not no, Jordan not Peele, Peele. His partner. Uh, Keenan, Keenan. Yeah. That Keegan guy. Something. He's. <laughs> no, don't bring uh, comedy into a. Yeah, Key. The, Michael Key. Right? No. Yeah. You were right the first time. Keegan Michael. Yeah. Keegan yeah. Michael Key, I think is yeah. his name. He yeah, was good. Too many uh, names. <laughs> there's other dudes in there that were pretty good, but you know, I don't know. That's kind of like the Cloverville, uh, Cloverfield paradox. Uh, just because it attaches the name doesn't mean it's worth anything at all right and uh, but i tried and boy did that movie stink well let me introduce you to about six hellraiser movies that have nothing to do oh. with anything or, at all or, yeah. or 53 amityville horror movies they're still making them and cranking them out uh i'm glad you brought up cloverfield paradox though because dan trachtenberg is going to be uh directing the next predator now you may remember him from 10 cloverfield lane which i love i like that one a lot uh, so that's something to look forward to. Uh, Stranger Things season four, featuring mm. Robert England of all people. Oh, yeah. Huh. I'm, uh, it's good. It would be nice to see him in something decent for a change. Guy, yeah. guys, cash some paychecks off a of Nightmare on Elm Street. Cannot buy his way into a decent movie these no, days. No, he can't. And I don't... He's got this weird... It's like this horror syndrome. you got guys like Tony Todd, Robert England, Kane Hodder. Okay, they're, they're horror royalty. I'll give you that. Acting-wise, they're okay. But they just show up everywhere. And they get put on these posters. They're in these movies for like six minutes. You or that, I mean? that show that Robert England hosts... Uh, um, the Travel Channel, what is it, like Dark History? Yeah, and it's like, like him in front of a horribly CGI'd background with like a really low-end fog machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, they, he's hosted and, and been canceled on so many of those fucking shows. There was one on the USA Network back in like 1988 called uh, The Nightmare Gallery or Nightmare Theater or something like that. And he would basically just show up and show clips from horror movies. And that was that. And then that got canceled, and then he was on some other fucking thing. I don't even remember. Get, can we put him in a decent movie? No? Let's do it. Let's, it, it Stranger Things is his, his about best as as, bet. About as good as it's going to get. Yeah. Other than doing the voice of um, Scarecrow in that uh, video game. Well, it brought back uh, Winona Ryder's career, so. Yeah. and uh, There you go. Yeah, sure. 
Uh-huh. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. You guys played the video game? Played a little bit of the first one. It can be a creepy fucking thing if you play it under the right conditions. I mm. turned I turned it off and put the lights back on. Pretty, it is pretty quick. Yeah, I mean you got to put the earbuds in. Basically, yes. you're you're a security guard at a Chuck E. Cheese, and the animatronic things come to life, and you got to shut the right doors and turn on the right lights and the right sequence oh. to keep them from getting in and killing you. Uh, it's being made into a movie that is going to begin filming in spring this coming spring. Wow. If done correctly, this could be badass, I feel like. Hmm. If not done correctly, and if they want to go the PG route... It'll they, be better than Slender Man. Uh, that's a tough one to... <laughs> if, you're, if you're worse than Slender Man, uh, you almost succeeded in a way, because it's tough to do that. Uh, Full Moon has announced another Puppet Master spinoff. <gasps> I saw that. Dr. Death, this one is called. I was hoping it had the word Reich in it one more time. <laughs> oh, they're really <laughs> hammering home the Nazi stuff, aren't they? <laughs> All the Reich moves. The Littlest Reich. The Other Reich. The Reich <laughs> of Doom. Uh, I don't remember a Doctor uh, puppet. Do you guys? No. Um... I, I saw the uh, the pinup art, and it's got like a puppet with like a surgeon gown on. So yeah, I I don't recall a puppet. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not sorry. I think the best, honestly, you know what the best puppet master movie is? <sighs> the first one. No, that last <laughs> one with uh, the guy from Upright Citizens Brigade, where they're all in the hotel. It was oh. a comedy. It was a comedy. I, talk, yeah. I tapped out at like three. Uh, yeah. It's not a horror movie. It's a I comedy. Don't, I don't appreciate You know, <laughs> I don't like comedy mixed in with I'm a good... I'm sorry. Are you shitting me? <laughs> well, it depends Killer on... turkeys and rabid bunnies and... <laughs> I'm expecting that when I watch a B movie like Beaster Day, I'm expecting that. But if we're if I'm you, you watching... thought Puppet Master '65 was going to be a serious horror movie? <laughs> the one where this they is inv- what you're telling me. That's the one where they invaded the retirement home and stole. <laughs> yes, stole it should be like serious, <laughs> like they're out there to kill these people. They were <laughs> sure. Remember the hel- the helicopter puppet that came in and cut the guy's head off? Oh boy, I'm glad I sure. stopped watching. Oh, it's beautiful. All right, you maniacs. That's all we got on the horror news. How about some listener mail? Let's mail it up. Listener mail. Bing bong. We got some mail here. Let's start it off right here in Reno, Nevada with the cowboy. Subject line, episode one and stuff. Oh, God. Evening, padded room. Hope everyone is doing well. Best wishes for Monica's mom and a smooth recovery from surgery. Hopefully she made it tonight. And hope that buddy has a safe trip back and enjoyed the bus stops in Tennessee. (laughs) I hope he's not taking a bus all the way home. That would be like the most miserable experience ever. He's We're, not taking a bus home. I hope not, man. And if so, uh, don't use the bus bathroom. That's gross. Have to start off with Educate. Darren, remember back in October 31st, 2011, first episode, Acox and Fugit? You, sir, are dead birds. He's got me. He got me on the dead birds. Have you guys seen a movie called Dead Birds? No. Nope. Not a bad show. Civil War era, uh, bank robbery, uh, the... Uh, Gang of outlaws has to hold up in this rickety old plantation where strange things are afoot. I heard you describing it. It sounded 
It sounded pretty good. It's pretty fucking good. I got it on disc right over here if anybody yeah, wants to check it out. As soon as you said Civil War, I yeah. was jumping up and down. I'm all ravenous. And then you changed it on me. And I was like, no, they weren't at a plantation. And they didn't rob a bank either, man. <laughs> ravenous is a good movie, too. You did skip over a part of last week's email. Take two on that bit. Rather funny that Tom Hardy also mentioned Army of Darkness last week. I did watch High Tension recently. I have notes mm-hmm. on it and would be down to swap out Santa Jaws for that or possibly Army of Darkness because Uncle Bruce is always awesome. I do think for Monica's excitement, Blood on the Highway has to stay on the pick list. Yay! Come on, cowboy. <laughs> Come on, man. Well, at least we don't have to watch Santa Jaws. <laughs> I was not looking forward to that. Jason, have you seen Santa Jaws? No, but okay. I did see Blood on the Highway. Of course you did. You fucking hate your face, motherfucker. <laughs> That's required viewing over there. Um, I appreciate the offer and would glad- gladly hit up the vault for a Serbian film. What type of beer would you like for the rental fee? Speaking of films, caught a few this week. Nobody sleeps in the woods tonight. Okay. That was good. You like that one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay movie, but was annoyed with the ending. Hoarder, another okay movie dealing with an underground storage unit, but the ending was predictable and not at all scary. I've seen that one. Yeah. That one's pretty That's what the storage unit. Yeah. Compl- yeah. Yeah. And with all the crap in there. Uh, now, one movie that I thought was awesome is Look Away. Yes, there are boobs, and I'm really digging some India Isley. I have to look her up. But one of my favorite things to see in the movie is the mirror action where something different happens in the mirror. Interesting plot, though there's no twist. And you do know what's happening pretty early in the movie. Well worth a watch, in my opinion. And finally, I got around to watching American Horror Story. First season was awesome, and starting up the second season now. Fantastic show. Now, as I'm still listening back, haha, less than 40 episodes to go, and I did enjoy psychotic episode segments. I hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving, and for those traveling, be safe, especially if driving a lot of idiot drivers out there. I'll be getting some good game time in on the long weekend away from work. Ha ha, catch you on the flip, cowboy. Thank you, cowboy. Right on, cowboy. I'm going to check out um, that first one. What is it? Not high tension. Um, Look away. Yeah, look away. We haven't heard of that one? Look away? Was that in... Was that in theaters on like a limited sounds, run here recently? I feel like I've seen at least a poster for it or something like that. I'm not sure what that's that's all about. And I'm going to have to do some research on hmm. India Isley. Let's see, Monica. Hmm. Yeah, that's the one that I saw. can't remember. I haven't seen the movie, that. but I have seen the poster. And most of the mm-hmm. times, if you've seen the poster, you don't need to see oh, the movie. Oh, there's Sorvino's <laughs> That's in why there. I don't look. <laughs> Just look. As oh. it clearly states, look away, sir. Huh. Mir Sorvino, huh? The big comeback of the oh, of a lifetime. Oh, I did see this. I saw this movie. Yeah? I really liked it. Pretty good? Yeah. Okay. It's uh What year is that? It's uh two, Looks new. 2018. Oh, huh. okay. Yeah, I remember I was on the kick of watching all of her movies. She's done some good ones. Yeah, this I used was to have one a crush on her. Movies. Cute as a button. Yeah. Let's get down to Southern California. Here comes Tony. Uh, su- subject line: Darian can go sit on a street cone. <laughs> My adoring fans, ladies and gentlemen, that would be one missing street cone. That's right, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, padded room. Sorry, you haven't been writing in, Tony. Well, it's okay, Tony. Thanks for writing in anyway. Thanks, Tony. 
I should mention, inmates, that we're recording a little early this week. So if we miss your emails, we will get to them next week. Or your voicemails, which we're about to get to right now. Also in Southern California, let's get down to Monica's pod boyfriend, Mr. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Oh, you made a good-looking Tom Hardy. I was the older, fatter Tom Hardy for Halloween. Oh, you were not. The sad thing is that that costume was spot on and would have been wildly relevant about three years ago. I'm still holding out for season two. Me too. I think we all are. (laughs) Yes, we are. So what we're referencing (laughs) here... We keep hearing that's coming. What we're referencing here, inmates, is uh, Jason and his lovely wife have a little Halloween thing every year. This year it was pretty limited, with all things considered. Uh, Jason dressed up as... uh, Wasn't John Delaney? John Delaney Mm -hmm. from Taboo. Is it John Delaney? James 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 Delaney. James Delaney. Which was Tom Hardy's character in Taboo, which was an excellent show Mm -hmm. and is about, what, five, six years old now? I think Mm -hmm. it's three years old. And we are still waiting on a second season, which they keep teasing us about. But hey, I only try to come up with something that will get you. Like you know, nobody else is going to know what the hell I'm referencing. I would. I took me a while. Yep. And uh, so, e- even that it was a little bit deeper of a dive. Yeah. Uh, that makes it a little more fun. You got me. You got me on that one, dude. Tom Hardy time. The real Tom Hardy time. Hey yo. Padded room. How's my favorite degenerates this week? So far, so good, sir. I hope everybody's ready for uh, Thanksgiving sure. and uh, everything has worked itself out as uh-huh. best as possible. And maybe, uh, maybe co-hosts have returned. Uh, maybe, maybe. Gary not. and I am off most Tuesdays. Uh, hit me up if uh, you need a co-host. All right. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing though. So <laughs> just know what you're getting Never yourself into. Me. Uh, also, um, on the educating department, um, I've got a blank. I, I don't know who this is or what flick this is. Dead Birds. Um, Check it. One other it. thing. Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about Friday the 13th. With sure. You. I've been, I caught all of them. I caught literally all of them. Sure. Which, uh, by the way, brings me to, uh, I think this is the new uh, the new trivia question, the way that... Uh, Scream had, you know, who was the killer in Friday the 13th, and everybody's mind immediately goes to Jason. Right. But in reality, of course, it's, you know, Pamela Voorhees. I think the new uh, trivia question is how many Friday the 13th selects are there? And, you know, most people probably going to go with, uh, you know, like horror fans, you know, going to go with uh, 12, you know, because right. there, there, there appears to be 12. But in reality, there's actually uh, only nine counting the remake. True. The first eight. Uh, are Friday the 13th. The rest of them are Jason movies, you know. Correct. Um, Jason Goes to Hell, Jason X, and uh, Freddy vs. Jason, I guess. Something about the um, selling the rights where they got the rights to Jason, but not the rights to the title, Friday the 13th. Something to do with all the bullshit, the way uh, the flick is like constantly tied up in like legal battles or whatever the hell. But yeah, I think that could be uh, the new uh, trivia question for a uh, true hardcore horror fan, a.k.a. horror geeks like us. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I wanted to get in on this uh, couple of things, you know. Yeah, I, what do you got? I caught all the flicks, literally all of them, okay. except the remake. I, I didn't see the remake. It's recently, not bad. But um, 
So I had some thoughts specifically on Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. Sure. And, uh, you know, it's got a lot of hate for it, and I get it. It deserves a lot of hate. The ending <laughs> in particular where nuclear waste turns a mutant <laughs> into a child. But I don't get the mythology of that quite. Hanging in a back alley. But, I mean, it's all right. And I know some people claim, like, oh, I'm pissed off. They took Jason out of uh, Crystal Lake. Or how the fuck did a uh, cruise ship go from Crystal Lake to... I kind of, come on, take it easy, guys. I mean, it's, it's a Friday the 13th flick. You know, he ended I mean? up There's in space. Sure. There. But I think I figured out what the real, uh, the real reason people have a problem with that flick. Gee, my friend, he called back. Motherfucking Pete. Hell yeah. yeah. Alright, so anyway, like I was saying, I think I figured out the real uh, hate for that flick. I okay. It's the length of the movie. Uh, it's the longest of all of the Friday the 13th Well, there's flicks. some travel it's like time, uh, right? over 100 minutes long. And all the others are ranging like 88 <laughs> to 93 minutes. Yeah. Normally and I think the kids that's come to him. Where the real fucking hate comes in is like, it's a Friday the 13th flick. You get, you get in, you get out, you have some fun kills, you have some fucking. You know, nudies running around, you got some hot kids <laughs> going down. You know, it's just, but you come in a hundred minutes, you know, over a hundred minutes, and you think about it like, like part nine, as much, that was the biggest piece of shit of the series, by the way. Yeah. That invented like a whole new fucking mythology, yeah. a whole new Friday the 13th Jason mythology. And we kind of went off the rails and it there. still came in, you know, right around 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then the like yeah. Jason X, you know, where he goes to space. Dude, Jason is killed, reborn, killed, reborn, and killed, reborn again. Like three fucking times, yeah. and it still comes in under a hundred fucking minutes. And that Jason goes to, uh, Jason takes Manhattan, you know, over a hundred minutes for that flip. I think that's where the real hate comes in. Is it's like, come on, man, what the fuck are we doing here? And then, like, I think the real hate for it is. When he finally does get to Manhattan, Jason is like a fucking kill everybody kind of guy. He's, but he's just like strolling by motherfuckers, you know, just like, oh, the kids in the subway. He's just specifically focused on killing those two jackasses on yep. the boat. Bullshit. Yeah, you, that's Jason Voorhees. I think that's also my big problem with it is he just, you know, the, the punks, you know, fucking he kicks their stereo. He lifts his mask. And he killed them motherfuckers of, <laughs> I don't know, man. Valid point. Yeah, that really got on me. Oh, uh, another bit of uh, trivia. Hmm. Uh, if you remember in the diner scene of uh, Part 8 there, where uh, Jason is confronted by this uh, cook, um, that actually, the cook is actually, I believe it's like Ken Kiesinger or something, the guy who ended up playing uh, Jason for uh, Freddy versus Jason. Oh, kind yeah. Little spot there. Anyway, I'm droning on about Friday the 13th. I will call back next week and talk more about that shit, but I better get out before I'm JP'd again. Hope all is well. Love you, like family. Bye now. Bye. Love you too, Tom Bye. Yeah, Jason Goes to Hell is my least favorite. Uh, Doesn't have enough Jason. That's, that's true. Um, if I had to pick a least favorite out of the whole franchise to include the remake, I would probably go, what was it, four? No, five. Ambulance driver? Yeah. Five. Corey Feldman is four. Ambulance guy's five. Five. And then six is undead, Jason. Five, yeah. Jason lives is six, the, yeah. The, uh, the, yeah, the copycat, the, Jason. I think Feldman is four. 
Yeah. I always get four and five confused. Was that the one with the singing shitter scene? Singing shitter. I had tacos for lunch. Him and his girlfriend are singing to each other through the shitter. I don't remember, remember that you don't at remember all. That? Ooh, ooh, baby. And she's on the outside. Ooh, baby. Ooh, Must, ooh, baby. I wonder if that's in five because that is, an, uh, is another one out of all of them that I would just bypass. Um, it's the same guy from uh, Miguel something. It's the it's the the black guy from Return of the Living Dead. Oh, that guy. I'm not, I'm pretty sure it's five because he was uh, Reggie's older brother, and him and his girlfriend are singing to each other. He lives in a van, but he still has a smoking. Oh, hot it's yeah, down it's by a river, five. well, a lake in this case. But yeah, same thing. <laughs> they both get killed after they sing to each other in the crapper. Well, he's complaining about the tostadas that he ate that that earlier yeah, that day. Three is with Crispin Glover, right? No, no, that's, that's four. That's four with yeah. Corey Feldman. I thought, I thought the Return of the Living Dead guy was in oh. three. You may be right because he's one of uh, the. Wasn't that three D? No, yes. three. Yeah. The Return of No, that you're thinking of the bikers. Yes. No, that's not him. That black dude. That's a different is, black. Is dude. not. Oh, okay. Uh, his name, I think, is no Demon. Was the guy was Miguel the guy that was singing in the shitter, and his little brother Reggie? And I'm ninety percent sure that was part five because hmm. I remember Reggie uh, running through the barn in his little red uh, hoodie when the ambulance driver gets unmasked. I don't know. It's, it's what do you think about the marathon ability of the Friday the Thirteenth franchise? Can you sit through a couple at least? Oh yeah, in a row, definitely. How, how many do you think you could get through before you lose interest? Or at least need a need, need like a break. I would wa- I could watch one through four, assuming four is Feldman, right? Because right? I always, like I said, I always mix up four and five. Um, I could watch one through four. I think I might fall asleep on five, and I could definitely watch six. Six is my all time favorite. I, I love that one. That one's my favorite. Tom Matthews in there. Uh, that weird sex scene in the RV where her face gets pushed through the wall. Love that. All right, that's all we got on the listener mail, guys. You got anything for Cowboy, Tony, or Tom Hardy? Thanks, everybody. Absolutely. Uh, Cowboy, I've got a prize pack waiting for you. I just need Buddy here to deliver it to you. And I might just throw Dead Birds in there for your, uh, or no, Serbian film for your uh, perusal. In the meantime, we have a movie to get to, my friends. Makes a great Christmas gift, too. Serbian film? Yes. It's the gift that keeps on giving. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Giving what? I have no idea.
That's right, ladies and germs. We're talking about the Phantom of the Opera from 1925, the original. This one stars Lon Chaney, Senior, Mary Philbin, and Norman Keery. Uh, this one got rated, quote unquote, past. Hmm. I guess that means it's okay. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess back then the rating system was just pass or fail. I was wondering what that was on there. What? I printed this little oh the whole page thing out very cool and it's yeah it said passed up there okay I don't know what the hell that was so it passed something All I don't know right. what it passed but it passed it was directed by Rupert Julian and written by Gaston Leroux Leroux lots of French stuff going on here um so this is the this is the classic man this is the silent film this is the first silent film we've done here in the padded room mm-hmm. not that that really means anything. Um, <laughs> It's kind of it was kind of refreshing watching a silent film, you know. Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched one probably. I used to I used to have a VH, VHS copy of the original Nosferatu. No, we did a silent one. Did we? Yeah, Which we one? watched the other one. Oh. Uh, the the doctor, the whatever. <laughs> you know which one? The doctor, the- whatever. The uh, oh god, I can't. Javago, no. Strange Love. Morabito. Quinn, medicine woman. Oh, my God. You're going to drive me crazy. Okay. I find, I'll find it. You find it, man. Find, check it out. Uh, anyway, but it's been a while. Either way, I'm sure. Right, Monica? Your time together mm-hmm. means nothing to you. Uh, no, no, it doesn't really. <laughs> the Cabinet of Dr. What is Caligari? That? Yes. The, I, well, I watched the silent version. Did we? I thought we did the 1982 version. We right? did? Where everybody looks like the cure, pretty much. Oh. I don't know. I think I watched the silent, the silent version, version and told you how much I enjoyed it. That's a good one, too, mm-hmm. if you can keep up with it. That's What's a whole lot of movie right there. What's yes. that? The Cabinet of Dr. Oh. Caligari. Yeah, I've never seen it. It's uh, a whole I'd rather watch a plate of calamari, hey. if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I used to have a VHS copy of Nosferatu, the original mm-hmm. F.W. Murnau, but it had typo negative playing over it, which was kind of cool. And, and it, instead of being just black and white all the way through, it would like go to red and you know purple and huh. different huh. colors. Kind of weird. Uh, anyway, this is the original man, and we are going straight to the Paris Opera House. That's where our, our movie begins. Actually, it begins in a weird catacomb system beneath it. Where we just see like a shadowy figure skulking about and a dude with a lantern. Now, because this is a silent film, you have to kind of, you can't be fucking around on your phone while you're watching this. And you can't be Mm-mm. like, the, the only benefit to me watching this is that I can deal with the usual chaos that's going on out here without, you know, having to, do you shut the fuck up for two seconds? Without all that stuff, because I can just read what's happening and be okay with it. Um, so we got a skulking figure in the in the like a sewer system underneath. Lots of skulking. Lots of skulking. Lots of prancing too. But we'll get to that in a second. Uh, upstairs we have the original, the historic Paris, Paris Opera House, packed house. I guess we're probably back in the. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Like mid eighteen hundreds is when the story took place. I'm just mm-hmm. I'm basing that solely off the amount of carriages. Oh, and, I uh, figured maybe the, the late. Late 1800s, yeah, perhaps. 1890, it could something. Be. Probably somewhere in there. I mean, I just taking. I don't know guess. shit about history, really. So I just figured it was 1925. Okay, well, <laughs> you could be right. I mean, you can't really tell by the way they're dressed. Although there is a lot of unkempt facial hair, but we'll get to that in a second. 
so there it is. Uh, we got a big show going on, big opera in the house. Uh, packed house. Lots of shit going on. Lots of backup dancers. I don't know what they're listening to or what they're dancing about. I've never been to an opera. Have you guys been to an opera? Can't say I have. I uh, feel like I could go to my grave without ever seeing an opera and be okay with that. That's not on my bucket list. But if one comes along and they ever do like a, uh, I don't know, American Horror Story opera, I might check it out. Not if I have to wear a tuxedo. Oh, I want to see this one on Broadway. I wouldn't mind seeing this one either. Yeah. You know? But I don't want to have to wear a tuxedo. I'm not going to do that. Um, you could wear one of those t-shirt tuxedos. Oh, that, I mean, that's that that's that would be all right. Slip in there with a t-shirt tuxedo. Spinning bow tie. Woo! <laughs> Packed ass house, man. Everything's everything's kicking and jiving. Um, we're gonna cut upstairs to a like a corporate meeting happening in a back office, and we're gonna find out that the opera house is actually being bought by. I don't know, some stuffy dudes with weird mustaches and monocles. You knew something was up when you saw that monocle. I've got it right here. Never trust a motherfucker with a monocle. If I could go back to Paris circa 1918, whatever, and open a monocle business, (laughs) dude, (laughs) banging, banging. (laughs) Funny thing, you would think that would give you a headache, though, wearing a monocle, because you're only correcting vision in one eye. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I think it was more of a showmanship. You think you'd see more pirates with monocles? I mean, if you got one good eye and your that eye is going bad on you, get yourself a monocle, right? You know, a lot of times I watch TV with one eye open. Why? I don't know. It's just it's like a habit. I'm always like this. I I'm gonna I buy, I'm gonna buy you a monocle. I'm gonna buy you a I monocle just, for Christmas. I do it a lot. I'm gonna put you on the monocle list, you weirdo. <laughs> monocle Monica. Monocle Monica. <laughs> right on. Uh, anyway, the opera house has just been bought by these stuffy old dudes, and immediately the previous owner is like, "Oh, watch out for the phantom. There's a phantom. The place is haunted. You know." Yeah. Like, thanks for giving me the heads up after we've signed yeah, the papers. After I signed the fucking contract, you asshole. Uh, like go to box five. Box five is rever- reserved for the phantom. So they go there. There's nobody there. Everybody's you know kind of ooh. There's somebody with go go over there. It's a it could be a phantom or a ghost or some shit. Now in the meantime we have a show going on in full, you know regalia with the backup dancers and all that. Uh, the show is over and all of the backup dancers who are like these cute little girls for lack i mean i don't know what you call these chicks but they go down there and they start haranguing the poor stage manager who's just a little old guy trying to do his job and they're like "Ooh, did you hear about the phantom there's a phantom in the place woo and the old guy's like this is the most attention anybody's paid to me in a long time now fuck off see (laughs) i'm gonna tell you all these crazy ghost stories so he starts telling them about the phantom uh the prop guy happens to have had a phantom encounter so they all go and mob the prop guy, old guy included. Prop guy, who happens to be sitting there with a severed head that he's using like a sock puppet, is like, Man, I think I know where I saw the phantom that one time. So they go rushing up to the... Ye old Jeff Dunham. Whatever. <laughs> Pretty much, right? <laughs> Terrorist. <blah. laughs> uh, they go running up to like the attic where was the last phantom sighting, and the, the prop guy is telling them all about it. And then we get like some trapdoor humor where he trapdoors the old guy down into the fucking thing. And then out of nowhere, this 
tall, dark, handsome dude comes out. And he's got one of those weird friar club hats. A fez. Is that what that's called? Note number two, more motherfuckers need to wear a fez. I've got it right here. Where where does one even purchase a fez these days? I think you've got to be in the Shriners. Fez.com, I'm sure. I'd like a fuchsia fez. Did you notice as uh, all of the ballerina chicks are like scampering up the stairs, it, it looked like an old rendition of Human Centipede? A little bit. Yep. Yeah, I mean, all it, there's when when he's talking to the ballerina chicks, there's like maybe six of them, and then when they go scampering, all of a sudden there's like forty five of them at least, it, just flying up the stairs too. Funny thing about these old movies, that I don't know if it's like the speed or the timing or the way the film was recorded, but they all seem to be in a little bit of a fast forward, a little bit. Uh, anyway, especially towards the end. Oh yeah, things get ramped up. Jesus Christ, I've never seen a mob that size since... Uh, <laughs> With, and they've got legs. Whoa, and they are not happy about anything. <laughs> uh, anyway, so they go running upstairs. This dark figure comes down, and he, I mean, he looks fine. He's got a fez on, and he's like, hey, what the fuck is going on? And then he leaves, and they're all like, ooh, that must have been the Phantom. It's not the fucking Phantom. It is LaDouche. It's LaDouche. And he works for... MXC? The Secret Police. The Secret Police. Now, if that doesn't say something, we're not going to get the full scoop on this dude till the end of the movie. But why does France need a secret police in the mid-1800s? Hmm. And why is he lurking around? Because so far, the only thing to investigate is a box who doesn't pay for concert tickets. He is looking to scope some underage young ladies, is what I'm saying. He's got himself a peephole in one of their dressing rooms, and that's where he's been. Uh, anyway, um, from there, we, we're going to cut to a, I don't know if he's like a military officer or if he just likes to dress up like one, but we're going to cut to the boyfriend of a young lady who's performing in the, uh, opera. Dude is peacocking hard. Raul. Raul. The soothing sounds of Raul. Um, uh, he's pretty impressed with himself. He's got himself a Colonel Mustard mustache. And a lot of, bu- a lot of buttons. Uh, buttons. And a lot, he put some effort into slicking that hair down. Because that shit was tight, man. <laughs> that must have been at least a half gallon of goop in that hair. Uh, he's like, hey, my girl. He's up there talking to his brother in the uh, his little box. He's like, hey, that's my girlfriend down there, you know. I'm going to ask her to marry me after the show. After the show gets over, we go down there. We meet the girlfriend, the uh, understudy of the main actress or prima donna. Now... I'm not 100% sure how the hierarchy of an opera works, but I believe the prima donna is the main singer, like the lead singer, and then she has an understudy who is there in case she Mm -hmm. wants to take a break or her voice is weird or she twists an ankle or puts on two pounds or something like that. So uh, on this particular night, the understudy is singing. Her name is Christine Day, and she is rocking the house, and that's all good. After the show, Raul goes down to see his girlfriend, and he's like, Okay, you did it. You rocked the house. Now let's be married. And she's like, Raul, I'm really into my career right now. So, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you can shag off proper like. Let's, uh, let's just, no, let's just not do it. Now, Raul, if she says she doesn't have time because of her career, it's not because she doesn't have time because of her career. It's because she's not that into you, Raul. I'm sorry. Persistent, though, as soon as he leaves... A mysterious voice comes from behind the mirror. It's the Phantom. And he's like, hey, I made sure you got the uh, the part tonight. So 
I'm going to take care of you from here on out, baby doll. Just uh, you keep singing, and I'm going to keep, uh, you know, making sure you get it. You can see why he's into her. She calls him master. Absolutely. She can do amazing things with her throat. Yeah. And she looked good in that little uh, pigtail wig thing. Much better than the the prima donna. Anyway, uh, next night rolls around. It's time for another big show. A letter shows up to the new owner's office, and it says, If uh, Carlotta, who's the prima donna, Stars in the show tonight, I'm going to wreck your shit. So make sure that Christine Day sings the, uh, th- does the main part there. So now everybody's all terrified about the Phantom. So they're like, uh, I don't know, uh, but we're not, you know, going to bow down to threats. But then Carlotta gets mysteriously ill and Christine has to, has to do the part. Again, comes in, rocks the house. After the show, uh, Raul tries to hook up with her again and she's like, I said fuck off, good sir. And here comes the phantom behind the mirror. And he's like, okay, I've made all these things happen for you. And soon I will make my presence known and our love will be realized. But you have to do everything as I say. And she's like, okay, I'm really into you. I am, yeah. Just keep getting me these kick-ass parts and stuff. Is this where he, like, summoned her through the, the mirror? Not mm-hmm. quite. Okay. Not quite. Because the following night, uh, the owners of the opera get a ration of shit from Carlotta's mom who is a hefty young lady, and she looks like she could knock somebody on their ass. She's like, my fucking daughter is going to sing the part tonight, or I am going to break this chair over your face. And they're like, whoa, okay, there, there tough guy. Uh, another letter shows up, and it says, no, Carlotta, or I'm going to curse the house. And you're going to, I guess they have Faust is going to be their next big opera, and if they, they show Faust, then he's going to put a curse on them. And they will be showing Faust in a cursed opera house. Mm. Scary stuff. They're like, oh, God. Well, I'd rather deal with a cursed house than, you know, truck stop Annie over here with her walking stick. Large Marge. She's going <laughs> to beat us all down with. So they're like, all right, we got to get we got to get Carlotta in there or she's going to fuck us up. So they put Carlotta in there. And in the during the show, Carlotta is singing her, her big thing halfway through. A giant ass chandelier falls down. Biggest chandelier that ever created. That thing was fucking huge. It was giant. You could like the old timey uh, comedy reels where they would swing from the chandelier and fight each other. You could make an apartment up in that thing. I'm surprised mm-hmm. it didn't kill somebody. It might have. I don't know. Uh, chandelier <laughs> falls. Everybody's screaming and freaking out. Uh, running around. Now, in the chaos and confusion, Christine Day, who happens to be there in case Carlotta falls ill, goes back to her dressing room, and then the Phantom makes his presence known. And he's like, okay, see what I tell you? You don't put Christine Day in, I'm going to fuck some shit up. And she's like, oh, my God, you did that for me? Oh, and he's like, yeah. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and bring you back here now, and I'm going to show you what's going on. And she's like, oh, I'll follow you, my love. And then the mirror opens, and... There's like a secret tunnel from Christine Day's dressing room into the dark catacombs of... How long do you think he was wanking behind that mirror? I would hate to run one of those UV lamps back there because that shit would glow. (laughs) It is just a spooge factory. And I don't think Christine Day was the first one that he pulled one off to. There's probably like a whole school of chicks. Uh, He gets her. He brings her down. He's wearing a fucking mask. Now... I've, like I said, I've seen renditions of Phantom of the Opera. The Phantom mask that I know and love is much sexier than that thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. this thing looked like uh, a scene from that, I forget the movie, but Jim Carrey puts ham on his face and he says, Silence of the <laughs> Hams. 
The cable guy. The cable guy. Yes. <laughs> it, it looked like that. It was no, just kind of sloughing off. <laughs> it was so fun. You know what it reminded me, Monica? Uh, you remember our favorite actor, uh, Jack Houston, in um, oh, Boardwalk uh, yes. Empire, where he has like the prosthetic uh-huh. face that is creep- more creepy than the facial scars? Yes. I'm looking at this mask, and I'm like, whatever's underneath that can't be as bad as that, right? Because that is fucking creepy. And she's like, you're wearing a fucking mask. And he's like, I know, I'm hideous. Just go with the mask thing. And she's like, okay. Uh, He's got like a whole fucking mansion underneath the opera house. He's got like a canal, and he's got to put her on a little boat thing and take her down the canal. He's got like gondolas. Dude. And, yeah, I yeah. mean, the, the place is pimp. And it is a pussy magnet if you're not a freako wearing a mask. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're dealing with a freako in a mask. Gets her down there. He's got a whole organ set up. He's like, this is where I live. And let me, let me show you my organ. Yeah. <laughs> What's better than, what is it? What's better than uh, flowers on a piano? Two lips on my organ. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's not that juvenile with it. He's actually pretty classy. He should be. He should have been. Uh, he sleeps in a coffin, but he's got like a kick-ass apartment down there with a weird alarm system of this weird thing that It's like bangs. one of those Japanese cats. Yeah, and whenever somebody comes in there, it starts banging, and he knows when somebody's going in there. Um, she is pretty freaked out, as she should be. Um, he keeps her there at least a good 24 hours because the newspapers roll out the next day. Christine Day disappears in chaos and confusion. Everybody's looking for her. She's still down there. She, act, at one point, just kind of passes out. And this part is kind of weird because she passes out. He scoops her up and takes her into a bedroom with a very immaculate bed situation, yet mm-hmm. he's choosing to sleep in a box. He's like... I sleep in there because it reminds me of the ever-present threat of death and my own impending doom. She's like, okay there, tough guy. Let's not get too weird with it. Wakes up the next day. He's playing the organ again. She comes up. She's like, oh, your music is so beautiful. Oh, it's great. He's like, yes. And then she sneaks up behind him and pops the mask off. The one rule. Just don't. Touch the mask. I will give you the world. I will give you success. Don't I'll give you this baller ass underground lair. Just don't touch the mask. One fucking it. rule. Couldn't do it. You could not do it, is what it is. I would have a hard time not doing it. You know what I mean? Oh. It's, it's like when somebody put, hey, don't open this box and then leaves you in the room. <laughs> you just sit there and stare at the box. Sarah's response to it was, well, she's a woman. What do you expect? <laughs> I'm going to qualify that because it came from your wife. So there you go. I mean, I would have a hard time with it unless she had, if, if I was abducted by a female phantom and that was wearing a mask and she took me down to this weird underground lair with like a kick-ass uh, PS5 setup and all that fun <laughs> shit. And she's like, hey, uh, you know, you can bang me whenever you want. Just don't touch my mask. If she's got a banging body, I'll probably last a week before I pull the mask off. I'll give it a week. Monica says no. How long do you think you're going to make it before you take that mask off, Monica? Um, if somebody promises me the world and says don't touch the mask, I go, I'm not. You're not going to touch the mask. Nope. Ever. 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 You're never going to do it. I'm not getting rid of a good thing. Okay, even if the mask is that creepy, mm-hmm. what you're still not going to touch it. I'm not going to touch can't, it. I can't hang with the mask, dude. I, I can be bought. Well, we know that. I mean, I've got 17 cent right now. Hold on. I've got, let's I see what I got here. 
<laughs> I don't know, man. I'm I'm with her on this. I would have at least given it a couple of days before I I would be, well, you know, maybe let me see what's under the mask there, sweetie. Let me let me just judge it. Mask comes off. We get to see Lon Chaney in his full phantom regalia. Uh, dude, I know guys right now that are uglier than than Lon Chaney in this. Yeah, movie. and and they really played up this whole thing about him not having a nose. I kind of had a little pig nose. He had a nose. I mean, he basically looked like he could use some dental work. Sure. And uh, maybe a good night's sleep. Maybe have a goiter or two lanced. Did, uh, you know. Did you read in the in the summary part when they revealed it in the actual theater? Oh, yeah. People passed People out. People were passing and stuff. out. Like, stuff. Why? <laughs> Come on. I will say this. They did a hell of a job with the reveal. Because the mask comes <laughs> off and he's like, you just get that immediate close-up. And he's like, ah! <laughs> And you just lock in on him. And she hasn't seen him yet. She's behind him. So she's like, uh, with the mask. And then he turns and then, with the swooning. A lot of swooning in this movie. Uh, So, yeah, he's all fired up. And she's like, "Uh, it's not that bad. Here's your mask back. (laughs) And then we find out his name is Eric. Which to me was wildly disappointing. Isn't it? Yeah, so, Eric. So, it's just disappointing as all hell. Eric. We're going all, that's Eric. Is, that is the most non-threatening name. I know guys named Eric. They're fine. I mean, was Bob and Ted not taken or, you know what I mean? Because we have Raul and we have uh, the Comte de Lachey. I, I felt the same way about Christina. Yeah, same thing. Or Christine. Christine. Um, and then that took a back seat as soon as I found out he was Eric. Eric. Such a strange name for the yeah, fans. Horribly disappointing. <laughs> All right. Well, there's Eric. Nice to meet you, Eric. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm Eric, by Even LaDouche had a better name. I know. He's like, oh, so it's just me. So, uh, you know, I'm down here and I'm ugly and people don't like me. So I got to hide down here in the thing. But if you just hang with me and can tolerate my ugly ass mug... I'll get you your career, and you'll be the best opera singer ever. I'll write music for you. I'm a gifted musician, by the way. Yeah. And uh, we're going to really rock some shit. And she's like, eh, yeah, okay. And he's like, oh, by the way, you can walk out of here anytime you want. She's like, yeah, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and get the fuck out of here. And he's like, oh, by the way, you can't see Raul anymore. You're mine, by the way. You belong to me. You're like my property, and you're going to grow to love me because I'm going to give you everything you ever wanted mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's going to be our arrangement and she's like, she, she promised yeah. to be a slave if, slave. She, if she'd let him if he'd let her go she used the word slave not him correct worth mentioning okay he only liked to use the word master yeah I mean that's you know, every now and then well that's why we call him master D absolutely <laughs> I insist <laughs> So she goes out. She gets out of there. Oddly enough, uh, I guess we're going to skip forward a couple of days because there's like no questioning after the disappearance. She doesn't tell anybody about the Phantom or his lair. Uh, she does slip a note to Raul that says, hey, meet me at the uh, masquerade ball because I'm not supposed to see you ever again, but I need to see you. And Raul's like, yes, I'm back in, baby. So here comes the masquerade ball. And the version that I watched, and I think Jason the same, This we got like a little five-minute chunk here of the movie in color. I didn't. You didn't get that? No. One. All right. Well, that's kind of Yeah, weird. because when they when they talked about like the red outfit, yeah. I'm like, well, it's going to be a little disappointing not being able to see it. And then right. he was all kinds of red. Yeah. Like, like very, very vibrant red. Pretty much that from the, the time that they start the masquerade to the time um, – 
Christine and Raul go up to the roof is all in color. After that, it cuts back to black and white. You know, I was reading that they redid this in color. Yeah? But I'm thinking, what if that scene from the original got snipped out? So they were like, well, let's add this into that could be. original. It could be. So anyway, it goes down just like that. Uh, they're there. They're at the masquerade ball. Christine hooks up with Raul. She's like, come on, we got to get out of here. i got to talk to you. Takes him up to the roof. While they're, they're up there on the roof, in walks the most flamboyant red death you've ever seen in your life. Mm-hmm. He's got a weird cane, and he's holding it very awkwardly, and he's like, I am the red death. He's got a big skull and a huge <laughs> pimp hat feather thing going on. He, like, kills Harley Quinn. Yeah, he starts <laughs> fucking shoving people out of the way and stuff, and everybody's fired off, and he's like, I'm still the red death, goddammit. Uh, makes a crazy entrance. Everybody's, like, in shock and awe with this guy. Uh, cut upstairs to the roof where uh, Christine is bringing Raul up to speed, and she's like, you got to get me out of here. This guy's crazy. Uh, what they don't know is that the Phantom, i.e. the Red Death, is like perched on some statuary above them, and he is very angry, and there is a lot of like angry kind of... I don't know. I don't know what you even... He's like emoting in a but he's being quiet with it i guess because he doesn't want him to know that he's up there. and he's pointing at her and pointing at him and oh swooning more a lot of swooning in this movie he's swooning too oh how could you I, it's a silent well, they're film expressing it for i know you. and how do you express that in a silent hill because what you want to be is like you motherfuckers but you can't so right. you're just like I love that you just said in a silent, silent hill. Did I say silent hill? <laughs> you can't do it in silent hill either. <laughs> silent film, silent hill, it's the same shit, man. You gotta be quiet. Yeah, those fucking nurses will be all over you. You've got to be quiet in silent hill. That's what I tell everybody. Nobody listens. So he's up there. He hears they concoct this ingenious scheme. That she's got another show the next night. Uh, Raul's going to roll up and he's going to bring his coachman with him and as soon as the show's over instead of going to her dressing room she's going to haul ass through the crowd where Raul and the coachman are waiting and they're going to take off to England and live happily ever after fuck this phantom guy that's the plan so cut to the next night Faust is uh, debuting there at the uh, Paris Opera House and she is playing the role of the female lead in Faust, whoever that may be. So she's got to get all dressed up for that and sing the part and all that shit. Everything's cool. Uh, Phantom knows the whole plan, dude. He's in on it. And he tells her. He's like, I heard everything, you fucking bitch. You're not going anywhere. You belong to me. You even said so yourself, you skank. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raul goes down to see her and she's like, ah, he knows, man. He knows what we're trying to do. And Raul's like, well, let's just do it anyway. Let's fuck him, man. Let's just do it. Just haul ass. I'll get, go through the crowd. He can't get you in the crowd. And then, well, I'll have my carriage. But he calls it a brochet. 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 I don't know. It must be a French thing. It's a fucking carriage. And, uh, waiting outside. We're going to jump in there. And we're going to haul ass to England. And he can't touch us there, babe. She's like, oh, you're going to take me out of here. Oh, thank you so much. Oh. Okay. So it's showtime. Uh, just before the show starts, Phantom rolls up, snatches Christine out of her, her dressing room, takes mm-hmm. him back, her back down to the goddamn catacombs. Now, unfortunately, this time as he does it, grabs her, pulls her through the, the weird mirror, spank mirror thing. Raul was just happened to walk in as the mirror was closing. So he's like, oh, there's a fucking mirror door thing. Mm-hmm. He runs up and starts banging on the mirror because he saw it close, but he can't get in. Why is this thing so sticky? Ugh, <laughs> it smells like sex in here, but only with one person. That's even a smell. I don't know. <laughs> it is. 
<laughs> Especially mixed with tears. Yeah, so more like depression, really, now that I think about it. Uh, and that is when our mysterious dark stranger shows up and makes his second debut of the night. And he's like, aha, it's me. And his name is Ledoux, and he is a, uh inspector with the secret police. Secret police. And he's been studying the Phantom for some time. And this is where we get a little backstory on the Phantom. He is a criminal, criminally insane. It says he is practiced in the, he is self-taught, a self-taught musician and practiced in the dark art. What dark art is that? Yeah. Just skulking or, I don't know. I would like to think that there's like some magic or something involved. You would think. I don't know. It just says practiced in the dark art. Yeah. But oddly enough, unlike his uh, inmate ID, it just says Eric. So apparently he is the only Eric in Paris, <laughs> which would make sense. I don't think they got a lot of Eric. Well, they know what he looks like, too, yeah. so it's kind of like, eh, that guy. Did you see that ugly fucking guy? Oh, yeah, that's Eric. That's he's, Eric. You know, he's kind of weird. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> he's got a bad haircut, too. Uh, so he's like, yeah, that's fucking Eric. I've been trying to catch his ass. He escaped from Devil's Island, which I believe is some kind of a Parisian penal colony situation and uh crazy as shit and uh dangerous and he seems to have taken a liking to your christine baby doll we got to find his ass right now so they go running through the mirror now cut downstairs uh christine and uh eric i know right i feel like i'm talking about my neighbors or something just say the phantom, the phantom. Yeah. Are down there, and he's Russell, <laughs> James, and Karen. Uh, they're down there, and he's reading her the riot act about you belong to me, and you're never going to leave, and nobody understands me, and somebody comes down here, I'm going to fuck them up too, and all this stuff. Um, now, Ledoux and Eric or Raoul are down there running around, and Ledoux has like a kind of half-assed knowledge of all these catacombs and torture chambers, but somehow they get spun around because they don't. Okay, it looked to me like you go down the canal, you make a quick right turn, and you're in the Phantom's Corners. I don't know how these guys got fucked up, but they did. Somehow they end up in a weird mirror maze uh, <laughs> full of bones. And once they fall into this trap door, there's a lot of fucking <clears throat> trap doors. Yeah, that was the old torture chamber with the mirrors. Yeah, where you sit, have to sit there and look at yourself. I can't think of a worse torture in my life. <laughs> oh, God, I am losing hair <laughs> can oh you please God. put a shirt on me is that another gray coming in <laughs> shit <laughs> you have any blackhead remover please uh they just got to sit down there and kind of think about it but they're like in an adjoining chamber to the phantom's living quarters which is kind of cool so uh they're down there they're like we gotta get the fuck out of here man uh the phantom is yelling and screaming at christine and then his weird cat statue alarm goes off bang 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 and he's like we have colors <laughs> so he grabs a he does like a john rambo move which i thought was pretty impressive really he gets he gets down in the canal and he's got like a breathing chute kind of a thing like you know he I, kept his breathing tube on a hanger on the wall like ne- i've got a dedicated breathing tube holder you never know and he had a pair i mean you don't want to you <laughs> don't want to lose your good breathing tube but you need a backup breathing tube just in case and you never want to misplace those fucking things uh he's like i'm gonna get down i'm gonna go show this guy turns out it's raul's brother and he's mm-hmm. like i saw you come in here raul where are you so he's takes steals the gondola and he's like i'm coming to get you and then the phantom gets down into the canal with his breathing tube uh basically knocks over the gondola grabs raul's brother and drowns him all right that's cool outside 
There is a mad mob forming because the phantom killed one of the stagehands and hung him. And they found his body. And it turns out that was the brother of like the main stagehand, a big burly dude. And now he's got the crowd worked up into a frenzy. Now, at this point, we're talking about maybe six, eight guys. Okay. Just as of right now. Raul's brother goes down there, gets killed by the Phantom. While the Phantom is doing his scuba routine, killing the brother, uh, Ledoux and Raul are like, Hey, is everybody out there? Christine hears him. And she's like, Oh, shit. You guys. Hey, you guys got to get me out of here. And they're like, No, you got to get us out of here. It's like, Okay, well, uh, okay, just shut up, shut up. Do you see anything that looks like a door? (laughs) Oh, you mean this door? No. No, I don't. Other than that door right there, which I probably shouldn't open. Uh, so, oh god, she's coming back. Everybody, shut the fuck up. I'm gonna act like I'm swooning again. So they are real quiet. He comes back and he's like, "What's going on?" And he opens his little observation hatch and shines a light in the weird mirror chamber and sees him in there. Now I don't know what the fuck's going on with the mirror chamber, but apparently he can turn the burner on pretty quick, which causes them to immediately start disrobing and swooning themselves. <laughs> oh, heat, intense heat. And the Phantom's like, I'm going to get these two to make out with each other before the end of the night. Christine's like, no, I'll do whatever you want. Just let him go. Just let him go. Outside, the mad mob has gone from six to eight guys to probably about 1,200. There's about 12. I think the entire city of Paris is forming. That, that, that guy must have been the only beer maker in town. Woo! There's no reason for that many people to be pissed. I don't know, man. It, he uh, probably was like... He fucked your mother, and he fucked your mother. He, I saw what he did with your mother. He fucked all your mothers. Uh, we got to get him, man. We got, have got to get rid of this dude. And we have to do it at twice the speed normal people operate. We Does anybody have any meth? Because we need to distribute it, and we are going to fuck this dude up. Can we do this at 2x frame? <laughs> Downstairs, uh, these guys are freaking out. Uh, Christina's like, I'll do whatever you want. Just let him go. Just let him go. And the Phantom's like, ah, I have an idea. Let me show you my weirdo insect apparatus over here. So he's got two, like, knobs. One of them is shaped like a scorpion. One of them is shaped like a grasshopper. And he's like, if you turn the scorpion knob, that means that you're going to be my wife forever, and I will let them go. If you turn the grasshopper knob, it's just going to blow us all up. So those are your options. And for a second, she reaches for the grasshopper. <laughs> now, I'm not a genius, uh-huh. but you can kill these two dudes, or we can level an entire city block and probably kill a third of the population of Paris. Well, she was like, I'd rather be dead than have to be okay, with him. Okay, fuck you. We got, we're talking about a, like, a lot of people here. What a fucking bitch. Fuck her anyway. <laughs> He doesn't have a good nose. It's true. And a bad haircut at that. Uh, first, she reaches for the grasshopper. Then she's like, ah. And she reaches for the, the scorpion and turns the scorpion. Now, apparently, uh, something went wrong because the chamber is immediately flooded with mm-hmm. water. So, and the phantom's like, whoa. I didn't know it was going to do that. What a very <laughs> odd thing to have rigged up to begin with. I don't know, man. I, he, apparently, this he's like uh, some descendant of Jigsaw because he's got like <laughs> traps and contraptions and all kinds of fun shit going on down here. <clears throat> oh, shit. Uh, as the chamber floods, they get kind of float, start to float up to the ceiling where they find an escape hatch. Mm-hmm. Pops it open or actually... Christine, like, pleads and begs with the Phantom, and she's like, I'm not going to do anything if they die. So he pops the escape hatch. They come out. They're, like, waterlogged and all fucked up. Uh, Christine's like, uh, 
okay, you're going to make it? And Raul's like, huh, I think so. Come back here. And then Phantom grabs her and they haul ass just as the mad mob is coming down into the catacombs. Uh, Phantom, with Christine, who I believe passed out or somehow lost conscious, runs out to the carriage and we have a high-speed carriage chase Mm -hmm. from the mad mob. Which is, this was pretty dope. I mean, for, by 1925 standards, they were hauling ass in that they carriage. They kept up with a two-horse carriage. I'm telling you, they had meth. <laughs> they had some weird French methamphetamine. Uh, they get Actually, they get away from the mob for a second, but he's mm-hmm. driving like a fucking maniac. And he ta- I guess he took a corner too, too fast and mm-hmm. rolled it and threw Christine out. Or did she jump out? Not no, she, she, I think she flew out. She flew out, yeah. right? So he's, he looks back and he sees Christine laying in the road and he's like, ah, shit. So he stops the carriage, mm-hmm. rolls it again, and the horses are all fucked off. Uh, he runs back to get Christine, but now the mob is closing mm-hmm. in. So he's like, oh, shit, never mind, sweetie. Takes off on his own. <laughs> mob corners him like down by the, the river or the canal or whatever. And they've got him cornered. And he's like, reaches into his coat and he pulls something out. And he's like, ah, get away, you fuckers, or I'll... I got something here that's going to really piss everybody off. And everybody's like, oh, whoa, whoa, wait wait a minute, wait a minute. What's he got? What's he doing? What's happening? And he's like, I don't have anything. <laughs> and then they jump on him and they hit him in the head three times with a hammer. And then they throw him in the canal. And that's pretty much the end of your movie. Mm. What did you guys think of the original Phantom of the Opera? I liked it. I dug it quite a bit. I, I it, like every version. It was... Uh, more entertaining than I thought it would be. I've never watched it. Um, I, I, w- I was actually pretty captivated by how the uh, the music really like kept me along with sure. it. Sure, yeah. Um, for the most part, they did that pretty well. Um, there was a couple of points where, like, as you know, so obviously they like overlay the music somehow. Uh, but if you can record music with the video. And then there was like two points where they recorded like a scream. Why can't you just record words? I don't know. I don't know how any of that works. Okay, I think right. it might have been like some kind of a weird update or I don't know. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. I don't know either. What I would like to do is maybe um, like especially during that, that last Mad Mob chase scene, I feel like a little Benny Hill music would be good. <laughs> <laughs> you just get them running around in circles. <laughs> I I swear, I when they were playing the music in the background, like it was the same music, yeah. of course. I was like, God, this is from that movie, and I was like trying to ponder the movie, uh, an eighties nineties movie that huh. has the same music. Hmm. Really. I don't know. Yeah, you guys didn't think so. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure this music has been used quite a bit, oh. and it wouldn't surprise me at all if it popped up in more than a few horror films. Doesn't I'll just have to think about it. Okay, <laughs> I dug it, man. Jay, what did you think? Not too, uh, not yeah, too bad. No, I, I I liked it overall. Uh, there was um, a couple, of, like one thing I noticed that at the end when they finished curb stomping the Phantom and right. chucked him into the river, um, it was he was. So awfully like fake. It, it it reminded me of uh when Sammy Kerr pulls the old lady out of the television and <laughs> trick or treat. Yep. <laughs> like it just it's immediately what I went to in my yeah, head for some I can reason. See that. Uh when Ladouche and uh Raoul are like uh kind of creeping through the various layer uh la- layers of the lair. Sure. Um 
uh, Ladouche tells him to keep his hands up. That was weird. And like, like, no, you got to keep your hands up. Uh, you know, it's critical. You won't survive if you put your hands down. Right. Do you know what that like? I think the I didn't impli- even think about what, that. What he said was that. The, I, if I remember correctly, he said something like the strangler's rope coils yeah. quickly. So was it like maybe for a quick judo chop or something? I th- I think what he was going for is that the phantom may have hung just random nooses. And if one of them found oh, their way boy. onto something, oh. it would have like sprung up. And, oh. Well, I put here uh, that, that it's a bit of a maybe it's the first documented case of hands up, don't shoot apparently works. <laughs> hands up, don't hang me. <laughs> Um, and I, yeah, that's about all I got. I, I mean, overall, I, I enjoyed it. I dug it, man. I dug it a lot. This was, this is a good show to have on, like when you're not really, like at a party, you know. If you're having some, I feel, I feel like a lot of goth kids would just put this on repeat and then go about their cut, oh. cutting or whatever. Well, you gotta, uh, yeah, but I think you gotta watch it first sure. before you can get there. Yeah. That mask was horrible, though. <laughs> yeah, man. I actually thought that was like I'm like, did I miss the mask getting removed? I could have swore it was like a Kano Mortal Kombat thing where it was like only half, right? Yeah. I know that's what Robert England wore in the 1989 version. It's kind of like that yin yang shape. Yeah, yeah, deal. exactly. It's kind of sexy that one. Not, yeah, not that the thing. latest version is a hot mask. Yeah, because I'm like, mm, he looks good. Hey, how about you leave the mask on, or at least yeah. half of him? Yeah. <laughs> From the nose up, he's all right. I think these old movies are so enjoyable. Sure. It's, yeah, like you said, it's a breath of fresh air. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. uh, coming off of The Beast Within. That is a <laughs> great movie. Necrophilia rape uh, pregnancy going that on there. I, With all the uh, the hoopla about like Anne Hathaway catching shit for being in this witch's movie with mm-hmm. like the three fingers and shit like yeah. that. Like, I wonder if in 1925, noseless people just got all butthurt. At the portrayal of noseless people. Nobody got butthurt in 1925. <laughs> I think uh, if you got butthurt, somebody re- legitimately beat your ass. Well, that's, my, that, <laughs> that's my point. They just, it, back then, they just kept you in the house. You didn't get to go out, so nobody knew you existed. Gather the boy up in the lair. <laughs> yeah. I know guys that are uglier than the Phantom right now that have girlfriends. So I don't, I don't think he was that bad, really. I, mean, I don't think he. Yeah, there are uglier actors out well, there. Well, with if, the correct lighting and a good selfie, you can go a long way, really. If I may, <laughs> I did uh, finish my little sheet here of Phantom of the Opera with one final thing. What's that? Especially since you say there are uglier people. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I propose a little game. Okay. For you, Monica. Oh boy. Mary, fuck, kill. Rocky Dennis from The Mask. <laughs> The Elephant Man oh. or the Phantom of the Opera? I, I can tell you mine. <laughs> right Fucking all three. Gang bang, boys. <laughs> Is a Bukaki an option? You know Rocky Dennis from Mask? Yeah, okay. yeah that's disgusting. Uh, I'm taking the Phantom. For, for, for which? For sex, right? You got marry one, fuck one, kill one. I would, I would marry the Phantom. Yeah, he, he, that's a no. Move. I would fuck the Phantom. Okay, I bet he had a big dick. I don't even care. Okay, if I have to do that, and then I got to kill one. Marry one, fuck one, I'm, kill one. I'm gonna kill Rocky fuck. Dennis, man. He was, he was out of control. <laughs> I'm sorry. He, he, he had no business. <laughs> Look at her oh, peanut head. God. <laughs> 
yeah, I'm killing him, and I guess I would have to marry the elephant man. Uh, see, Good you got to have sex with the elephant man because oh. he might have elephantitis of the, of the cock or something. Oh, we had a huge one. Oh, then I'm out the door. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dudes, let's take us a little break. We'll come back with some other stuff. Hey, inmates. 
If you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we're back. <clears throat> we are back. Please tell me that at some point in the history of humankind, there has been a, par- a porno parody of this, Phantom of the Strip Club, hmm. or Phantom of the Glory Hole. Oh. I'm sure that's a gay thing. Uh, oh. I can... <laughs> Phantom of the Victoria's <laughs> Secret Changing Room, if nothing else. Well, I will check it out. If I were an eccentric, albeit hideous, millionaire that lived underneath a... Uh, I don't, I don't know where I would go, now that I think about it. I mean, the strip club would probably be a lot of female drama, now that I, a lot of yelling and screaming at each other. These chicks clearly aren't going to have sex with each other, so I'm out of here. Uh, while looking for um, some horror news and stuff like that, I did come across the fact that, I'm sure you're already familiar with it, that there was a Friday the 13th porno parody oh, yeah. with um, Amberlynn. Oh, that, an old one. I didn't know about that one. Yes. I knew about Nightmare on Porn Street. Yeah, this was like 19, I believe, like, good Lord. I think it said 86, oh, wow. or some 89, maybe. What is that action? That is a Phantom of the Opera. Porn parody? Yeah. Oh, yeah. With uh, what's that chick's name? Asia Argento. Oh, well, it's not real porn, though. Uh, they're doing <laughs> it. I mean, yeah, but that's not, they're not, it's... Look, man, I need to see, like, the, the piston in the cornhole. You know what I mean? Well, they have cartoon. Well, of course they do. <laughs> what is that mob doing with those torches? Whoa, that just got weird. <laughs> That's got to hurt. <laughs> All right, you motherfuckers. Uh, if you guys would like to get a hold of us, uh, feel free to do so. Tell us what you thought of Phantom of the Opera or any silent film recommendations you might have. The Padded Room, 2011 at Hotmail.com or the Mental Health Hotline at area code 775-387-0275. In the meantime, we would like to tell you what movies we got to watch this last week, or in Monica's case, like three weeks, or in Jason's case, like a year and a half, I think. (laughs) What are you looking at? What are you looking at? So, for the Patreon show this week, I did a little film called Stanley. Have you heard of this? Mm-mm. Not sure. Uh, <laughs> have you guys seen a movie called Billy Jack from the early 70s? Probably that long ago. Um, it's about a white guy that gets somehow unanimously elected the shaman of a tribe of Native Americans, and then must then they hang him up by his nipples? No, no. He's like a oh. kung, he's also a kung fu expert. Oh, definitely in the wrong movie. He has to go and fight other white guys because they're encroaching on native lands and things like that. Imagine that. It's terrible. Billy Jack is terrible. Stanley's even worse. Because if you could imagine Billy Jack, but if Billy Jack had himself a pet and well-trained rattlesnake Mm. that attacks on command. But then you have to give Billy Jack uh, weird sex issues because he, uh, towards the end of the movie, abducts and possibly rapes a 17-year-old at Snake Point, which is very strange. At least he didn't rape the snake. Well, I don't know if you even can do that. 
But the bad thing about this movie is that it shows a lot of actual snakes being killed to include baby snakes, which is kind of rough. It's dumb. It's dumb as shit. (laughs) But if you want to hear me rant about it, patreon.com slash padded room pod. Possessor from 2020. You guys seen this one yet? No, sir. Brandon Cronenberg's new new joint. Very strange. Um, There's a shock. I know. This This one's like even more strange. Imagine a hit woman that use, utilizing some bizarro technology can... Oh, pos- who, who stars in this? I don't know her name. Blonde? She, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, she was in the, the last Ring movie. Yeah, I saw the cover and I bypassed this. It's very weird, but she... <laughs> via this weird... I don't know if it's like a virtual reality thing or some kind of a tech situation, but she can possess other people and then use it and then do like murder suicides. And then after she offs herself, she can go back into her own body. But on her last gig, shit gets really fucked up. There is a really gnarly kill scene in this movie involving a crowbar. It's Mm. pretty, it's pretty fucking gnarly. That part is pretty gnarly. Other than that, you're in, you're in Cronenberg land. So you got to really, I don't know, maybe take a Quaalude or something before you watch the movie. I don't know. Uh, a lot of people raving about it. I thought it was fine. The uh, kill scene was pretty gnarly. Lastly, I watched Cronewood from 2016. Has anybody heard of this? Terrible name. Terrible movie. Um, found footage. Uh, guy and his fiance or his, I guess, girlfriend slash fiance go camping and run afoul of a small Irish town full of Wiccan witches, females, and I'm not going to... Well, I guess I could ruin it for you because you're probably never going to watch it. The whole thing was engineered by the young lady as a weird Wiccan marriage ceremony, and he basically has to get the whole town pregnant, all the ladies in the town pregnant. And uh, not a bad thing because most of those chicks are pretty hot. And uh, But towards (laughs) the... at, At the end, he's like... You have to kill the old guy because you're going to take the place of the old guy. He got us all pregnant the last generation, and now you're the, the big dick in town. So you got to kill him as part of this religious thing. And then at the last minute, he freaks out and kills her instead. And then they chase him down and kill him. They have it. Cronewood, ladies and gentlemen. Sounds huh. amazing. Yeah. Wow. It's on Tubi if anybody gives a shit. Hmm. That's all I'm looking at, Miss Monica. What do you got, kiddo? Well, I watched the perfect movie for you. You'd oh. probably love to be in that situation. It's the Australian flick called No Such Thing as Monsters. Okay. A couple go out for the weekend in their trailer. She didn't want to go. This actress really has no arm in real life. Really? Yeah, oh. she's got one arm, but um, she's been in a couple movies. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, once again, they're in a campsite, and Psycho Family pulls up next to them and is like, hey, you don't mind that we just, like, found you randomly, and we're going to hang out, and... I'll watch it if that voice is in it. Like, right away, I knew. Like, I was, you know, I can't not talk during these movies. Like, I have to say it the way I see it. So, boyfriend is out with his uh, camera. I'm like, watch, the fucking, the redheaded whore is going to go find him. (laughs) Sure enough, she finds him in the woods. She's like... You wouldn't mind taking some pictures of me <laughs> and I'm all, I knew it. I knew it. That's why guys carry cameras. Because that shit happens all the time. Oh, all the time. 
I mean, right? And it gets better. Okay. So, you know, why don't people learn? You do not take drinks from strangers. You're sitting at an open campfire. Do not drink their open beverages. We gave out over 20 uh, adult drinks. On Halloween? On Halloween. Yeah. With no form of cap or safety measure. No, nobody gives a shit. They gave no shits. Nope. But, but we know you. You're like a trust. Yeah, but those 20 people didn't know. This, no. These are strangers. They brought their children. Trick-or-treating, well, dri- driving their kids they around. Are because, you know, sometimes I might think of dropping a little laxative in your drink. Oh, gosh. But... <laughs> to be fair, and in Monica's defense, the night before, your friend gave me a shot of something that damn near killed me. And that is the last time Ugh. I will drink that or anything that that individual hands me. <laughs> Lesson learned, sir. But yeah, so the next morning, she wakes up in the trailer. She's got a chain hooked around her neck. Um, they've driven off to a house. She she doesn't see her boyfriend Oh, guess where the poor boyfriend is? He is chained up to the bed where these women take turns fucking him. And nine months later... <laughs> I mean, you got me. Okay, I need to know this. You don't this. have to chain me up either. I'll hang. It, it, Do I get fed? Yeah. <laughs> I get a Gatorade time to time? <laughs> if you are being held hostage, okay... Uh-huh. And they are torturing you because they're like dumping acid on him every day in a small pot spot but whatever obviously not the penis yeah you need that if you how do you have sex like how does your dick stay hard knowing that these women are repulsive and are they repulsive well yeah oh yeah oh like on a a scale of one to ten what are we talking here okay but uh, just to confirm they do have a vagina and breasts yes Okay, I'm, oh. I'm, I'm not out yet. Okay, no. the redhead, I will put her at a, for knowing you guys, well, knowing Darian, he'd probably rate her an eight. She's a Darian eight. <laughs> Jason would be like, yeah, I give her a barely a three. Wow. <laughs> Apparently I have no standards. Hey, I've done worse. <laughs> the, the sister who's like a man's sister, yeah, you guys would be like, oh, God. Oh, boy. And then the mom. Oh, my God. Oh, she gets in there, she, too. You huh? know how meth women turn into, like, looking like a man? Skeletons, yeah. Yeah, the mom looks like a man. Oh, yuck. <laughs> All right. But, I've um, said it in a previous podcast. I'll say it now. Am I the only one with a rock hard boner right now? <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's how, yeah, so that's the kind of movie that was. Okay, very so cool. he's having sex every day. So it's um, an erotic film. That's what it sounds like. Australian erotica. Well, yeah, there was murder in it. But, okay. Um, yeah, what else? I checked out the new Jax Teller movie, Jungle Land. Hmm. Uh, really uh, heartbreaking ending. Yeah. It was shot here in Reno. Oh, no shit. Yeah, they traveled from wherever to Jack, Reno, Jack. Carson City. Uh, Sons of Anarchy. Oh, yeah. Oh. Jack, Jack Seller. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else did I watch? I checked out the new... Uh, I can't ever say his name. Gerard... Depardieu. Butler. <laughs> oh. The new movie Greenland. Oh, how's that? Where the meteor comes yeah. and extinction happens. Uh, yeah, Another disaster okay. movie. <laughs> uh, kind of checked out of the disaster <laughs> movies. Right on. <laughs> yeah, and I 
I've been I've been just watching a lot of uh, documentaries about crime murderers. I finally got Comedy, to watch huh? the one today about that uh, sicko in Australia that kidnapped that girl and took her in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you yeah, told I mean, me to watch the movie. Probably doesn't narrow it down for the Australia. Sicko in Australia. Yeah, he was on a farm and he took her out there and made her his slave. In Australia? Yeah, it was in the middle of... You freaking know which movie I'm talking really. about. <laughs> you told me to you watch You are it. terrible at defining movies. Oh, right my God. All right, tell me what you come up with. Jay, yeah, you got anything, bud? Oh, let's see. Take a look at the old list here. Uh, the Dark and the Wicked. What'd you think? Upon your uh, request. I loved it. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I loved the, uh, the atmosphere of it. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't scare me as much as I was hoping it would, but um, yeah, it's probably my fault for falling asleep once. It helps if you stay awake. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, Leap of Faith, William Friedkin on The Exorcist documentary. Ooh. Really good. Yeah? Yep. So what is this, just interviews with Friedkin? It, it's just an interview with him. Oh, okay. uh, You don't hear the questions really being asked. It's just him talking at length um, and some really good kind of inside ball information and stuff and Sweet it's deal. actually a really good documentary nice um the oh boy the darkness with kevin bacon oh <laughs> not a great movie i don't know what it is about making kids in horror movies insufferable the babadook is probably the worst example of that the darkness the kid was also i get it he was supposed to be autistic but boy i don't know which one of those two assholes i'd <laughs> deal with easier motherfuckers yeah both of those kids are fuckheads it's true uh sliders of ghost town what origins is it is a documentary on it's the craft of sliding at not scary farms so when not scary farms like goes halloween right uh oh, I love there it. are people who like just take off running and slide across like the the concrete huh. and sparks kind of fly and they just come out of nowhere and scare the wow. shit out of, okay. out of people. Uh, it's really disturbing. All right. And um, so it's a whole documentary on just, just that. that. Okay. Um, really good, actually. Right on. Uh, Nothing But Haunts, uh, which is uh, the first installment of a 13-film documentary about uh, the best haunted attractions oh, in, the, very cool. in the country. So. I thought I had seen this movie. Apparently not. Black Coat's Daughter. Loved it. That's it, was re- it was really good. Same director as uh, um, The Dark and the Wicked. And oh, the Strangers. well, I'll be damned. Yeah. Okay. I like that one a lot. Rewatched Class of 1984 because it's been too long. <laughs> Why not? Starring Michael Fox, not Michael J. <laughs> Fox. Uh, and Return of the Living Dead because Sarah has never seen it. Wow. Oh, did and she like it? She loved it. Awesome. Yeah, she really, really liked it. Right on, man. And that's it for me. That's a solid list right there. Uh, South Australian man who kidnapped and raped European backpacker jailed for 18 years. Okay, but what's the name of the movie? The movie, well, you know, (coughs) what was it? The Farm of Manangia or? The The uh, Stench of Mangina? (laughs) I was wondering what that smell was. Are you talking about, uh, what is that, Uncle Charlie's Farm? No, 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 no. But that was was based on that, though, wasn't it? No. There's an actual, like, movie about the actual story. He picks her up at a bus stop. He drives, like, hundreds of miles into the middle of nowhere in Australia, and he chains her up. He didn't let her talk the whole time, did he? I'm drawing a blank here. (laughs) Okay. All right. We'll keep working on that. 
Uh, in the meantime, let's talk a little immersion therapy, kids. Let's get blissful. Immersion therapy. Did you guys get a chance to check out Bliss? Yes. No. No? no. I love Joe Bagos, and I love his dedication to resurrecting the career of George Went. If you're going to do a deep dive and you're going to bring somebody back from the 80s, why not Norm from Cheers, right? First in VFW and, and now this. Yep. Um, and then you've got some other connections with uh, uh, the, the kid from the, the Battery, uh, Jeremy Garner. Um, and I think they, I think they did another movie together. They might have. Yeah. It's like a whole click. Yes. Of, the, of these guys. Yeah, clearly. This one was pretty dope. Um, Monica hasn't seen it, so I'm not going to spoil it. But once oh, it's okay. It's it's very strange, but there's a twist at the end, and once you, once. Once the twist is revealed, I felt that it got a little bit silly from there. Like that bathroom scene, that was a bit much. Oh, shit, which bathroom scene? There's 20 bathroom scenes Very. In there. We spent a lot of time in bathrooms here. And a lot uh, of- but a, a lot of boobage. Yeah. Um, some very lengthy nipples. Yeah. Um, uh, but decent ones. Um, <laughs> that chick was a bitch. She was. And uh, insufferable. I kind of, I kind of find that to be hot. Yeah, there's a mind is blown. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. I mean, I get she's. I, I don't know that she's a bitch per se, but I think she's the L.A. the the typical L.A. artist. You know what I mean? Like, there's a certain mindset I feel that comes with that, and a good chunk of that is my shit doesn't stink, and yeah, you're cunty. Yeah, but to put it a little more. Less subtly, yes, exactly. She's um, a twat. But the uh, the use of drugs and like the the constant need to keep that high or that whatever it is going in mm-hmm. order to create her art, and then as that bleeds into what comes next at the end, I, I kind of like the way that he put that whole thing together. She was a bit of a bitch. She's still kind of hot. Um, I didn't think it was that big of a reveal. Really? Yeah. Or maybe it's the one time in my life I picked up on something earlier. Could be. It, it, hey, everybody gets one. I, I, I missed me on this one. I'll mark this one in history. Okay. Because when, I mean, she wakes up next to the boyfriend, but then when she goes to meet the other couple, they're kind of in that realm. And I was like, we're not going that direction, are we? And then, oh, yeah, we are. And then we go to the bathroom and things get kind of weird from there. Uh, looked good, I thought. The one thing, um, so in a lot of movies where they try to kind of have this character that's uh, an artist or a character that's like a singer or performer, a lot of times it comes off terribly because everybody's like ooing and aahing over their craft. Right. But it looks like shit. Yeah. Uh, this actually looked good. It was a cool painting. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a really, really cool painting. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I really liked, uh, that ending moment Yeah, as she's looking at her, <laughs> her, her work. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> I liked it. I like it a lot. Um, I like Joe Bagos. He does good work. 
It was a very chaotic movie, and I think a lot, yeah. a lot of movies like that kind of take me out. But this one, this one actually kept me in the whole time. And I think Joe Bagos is kind of making a signature for himself with these movies. If you look at this one, VFW, The Mind's Eye, there's a very, very discernible color palette that kind of follows through throughout the work. Um, a lot of visuals, a lot of, especially when we go to Drugtown, and we spend a lot of time in Drugtown in this yeah. movie. Um, very colorful scenes, things like that. Very artistic. Um, probably more, and I know a lot of movies will give you that warning that uh, for people that are photosensitive, yeah. don't watch this or you'll need a wallet shoved in your mouth. <laughs> um, but this was just off the charts with oh, the yeah. strobe effect. Oh, yeah. Like, it was all over that movie. Yeah, but I kind of like the way he used that as a way to show her... Mm-hmm. inspiration or artistic whatever because yeah. that that shit would kick on and then she'd wake up and then all of a sudden she'd have like some of her painting done right there you go all right it's a pretty good show i say check it out it's on shutter right now if anybody gives a shit it's called bliss by joe bagos yeah i thought it was pretty good yeah worth a, show, worth a look at there jason your immersion therapy for this week is going to be his house from 2020 it's on netflix right now something about refugees staying in a haunted house i heard good things about this one it's supposed to be all right monica you've seen it yeah mm-hmm. not too shabby not too shabby not too shabby and it got a 6.4 nice i'll take it mm-hmm. i'll take i'll That's take insane that. for horror movies on imdb <laughs> i'll say so <laughs> Uh, other than that, I think it's time to educate you, Miss Monica. Yes. You brought your book. I did bring my book. Shall I run you through my clues from last week? You can. I did not know it. Civil War, bank robbery, the kid from E.T., I think. Henry Thomas. He was the kid from E.T., right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's in there. Uh, Haunted Plantation. Michael Shannon shows up in this one for a few minutes. Oh. Yeah. This was before he was... Big time, obviously. And Henry Thomas also, Dr. Sleep, the bartender, and Jack Torrance. Yeah. Uh, he's pretty much run the Michael Mike Flanagan gambit. Yeah, uh, House, Hill uh, House. Hill House. Bly Manor. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the uh, jerk-off stepdad in uh, Gerald's Game. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pretty much anything Flanagan does, he'll find a way to shoehorn Henry Thomas in there. Yeah, he's got that look-alike actor. Yeah? Uh, yeah, his, I can't think of Thomas his Henry. first. Yeah, Thomas Henry. <laughs> oh. we're, we're messing with you. <laughs> the E.T. kid. Yeah. And then there's another actor that looks like him. His last name is Lucas or something. No, you're thinking of, uh, I think his name is Luke Goss. And he was the kid from The Lady in White. And they look very similar because they were both pretty prolific kid actors, and then they grew up and had you know hit and miss kind of careers. Doesn't ring a bell. Um, what was I, he in? Recently? I believe the kid I'm talking about was in Mars Attacks. No clue. Mm, yeah, me neither. Yeah, he's Something a lookalike. Lucas? Yes, Mars okay. Attacks. I'm sorry, it just bothers me because I every time I see these two, I'm like, hey, who is who? Mars Attacks, you say? Yes. Uh, All right. Not to be confused Lucas with Corey Hines. Haim and Lucas. Yeah, this guy. Who is it? Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. 
They kind of resemble yeah, each other. What's his name? Lucas, Lucas Haas. Yes. Not Luke Goss. Lucas Haas. Luke he Goss was in... is a big uh, action, B-movie action actor. Okay. Check him out and see if he was the kid from Lady in White. I'm 99% sure he was. Mm, that wasn't see. a bad movie either. You ever seen a Lady I in White? I think so. Kid has to spend the night in his school closet. God, this guy I might be thinking young. of that... The movie with um, Shit, Harry guy's... Potter in it. Is that the Lady in Black? Oh, the yes. Lady in Black. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, I don't see that movie. What year was that movie? Oh, God, like 82, I think. Hold on. I'll pull it up. Lady This in... guy's been in 95 movies. Woo! That's a lot. Lady in White, 1988, Lucas Haas. Yep, and there he is as a little boy. Hmm. Yeah. There you go. All right, Monica, hit us oh. with some clues. Get off. Okay. This is so easy. Bullshit. <sighs> Critters. <laughs> if you open your mind to the sun and moon, you might just strip off your clothes and get chomped in half. Better yet, you might get stuck in your car with one of these guys. <laughs> yep. Now you are surrounded by them. Thanks to art. Is that it? No. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. The boss's hand is gone. Man, they can really move fast when they're that big. Maybe Brett Michaels can save the day. Oh, God. You had to bring Brett Michaels into this? <laughs> All right, inmates. Think about that. Uh, whatever it is, it's not going to be good. I'm sure of that. <laughs> oh, you really didn't know? You don't know? Not off the top of oh, my head. Oh, okay. All right. Think about that, inmates. That's about going to do us for the week. Uh, like, comment, subscribe wherever you found this show. That helps out our visibility quite a bit. Join us next week for Joyride, kicking off Cowboys Month here in the padded room. You, too, can have a month of uh, your own picks. For a small $5 donation here in the the Padded Room, we have a Patreon campaign running. $5 will get you a Padded Room coffee mug along with a month of your picks and movies. I think we're back to February now is the next available month. $5 and it's yours, inmates. Uh, PaddedRoomPodcast.com. Find everything you need to know about us there. Other than that, you guys got anything else on the week? Negative. Thanks, everybody. Absolutely. For mm-hmm. Jason Harrell, the I Hate Your Face podcast. Oh, you suck. <laughs> Miss Monica, Buddy in Absentia, uh, Brett Michaels, mm-hmm. uh, sequels to shark movies that were never fully explained the first time around, uh, Phantoms and Guys with Malformed Heads but Huge Penises, and the Padded Room podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.